0: when you give out uh, talks and whatsoever and when you have to defend your research and stuff and you find people not uh, um, you would find a lot of people in the podium not questioning you to your research but questioning you to your ability of learning and your ability of speaking English and you are like um, but that's not the reason why I'm here that's not the point you know, so yeah, I've 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 had a lot of a lot of um, this challenging aspect where you will give a presentation and you will have a Q and A and five minutes they will ask about your research and then the next thirty minutes you will talk or they will ask about how are you doing it or how how am I doing it how am I speaking English how could I defend myself in English and I have to uh, tell them that okay it's, it's, English is one of the primary uh, uh, official languages in South Africa, although we have other 11 official languages. So it's just this, this complexity of always needing to justify yourself in institutions, you know, not, and not to justify yourself through your work, but justify yourself through your abilities as an individual. And I, I find that a bit um, troubling and, 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 and quite frankly racist.
1: So maybe we just jump right into um, the first question we prepared for you uh, today as our topic of of this discussion is subtle racism. Maybe it would be good to uh, first have like uh, like an explanation about what subtle racism is and maybe also where is the differences to um, maybe like other forms of racism that are much more obvious and um, much more known.
2: Right, um, so uh, I think the last discussion we had, I, I kind of opened with an ala- analysis of what this subtle means. And uh, I looked at it from the perspective of uh, the, the individual at the receiving end of the racist action or act or the racist structures and how to them, it never feels subtle uh, the feeling of being dehumanized, it's almost like, it's almost like we swim in it. You know, it is the kind of the era that we live under because it is merged with different structures, different modes of understanding, different structures of education, of media. Of course, this topic is about media specifically, so you, it's, always felt at, it's always felt as dehumanizing. Maybe the act itself sometimes may come across as almost an unintentional or it's almost like a slip up when the person the person being uh, racist towards you feels like, oops, I slipped up and I was racist. But it's like the feeling is never subtle. You know, it's, it's always this like ever-present reminder that you are not wanted uh, in X space or you are considered less than uh, what you really are which is human you know there is no there's no way to reduce any individual's humanity that feels subtle uh, so that was the first thing that I opened uh, I opened uh, the conversation with the last time and I wanted to reiterate that because it's very important to keep keep that in mind uh, when we discuss uh, racism uh, I, I think the more we can look at it as all being like different manifestations of the same, problem the same disease as Cabello said on the I saw it on the, on the IG post he said uh, racism is a disease which is very true I, I really like that understanding of it uh, if we could see it all as a different manifestations of the same illness then maybe we can get to the root of kind of reorganize a society so we don't have to endure this you know because I mean the sooner we can all get past this the better we can all be as people you know so um, uh, yeah so that's kind of like my uh, my uh, understanding of it
3: i just want to quick jump in um and uh maybe now Cabello, uh you could explain uh to me and to everyone to the audience what is exactly the subtle races and um what uh, what is the difference between just what are the forms of other races and what is how is it specific for the people where just subtle does not say that much
0: Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. You know this. Um, this this term racism beats more like um, more like an envelope in which uh, the inside has different kind of letters or contains of different kind of letters of course um, racism uh, enveloped um, all the experiences uh, and when you read the letters inside of this um, envelope then you are introduced to um, systemic racism you are introduced to interpersonal racism and structural racism and of course there's this um, Alakisan uh, like said, um, "This uh, undertone racism that goes um, uh, uh, beyond being mentioned, you know, and, and in most of the time it, it is um, um, dressed as humor, you know, and uh, or that humor, so to say, and it fills or it closes the gap uh, of individuals to, to um, how do I say, to counterattack." The, the, the experiences, because if they counterattack experiences, then in the society, you are not um, humorous enough to understand uh, or take jokes, so to say. Um, I mean, it, it's a form of discrimination against individual through um, uh, um, evasive or seemingly passive methods, you know, and um, it is more general amongst, um, or, or what i feel realized that it's even more uh, general amongst uh, the younger generation in school, because then they have to, um, they have to battle with these uh, uh, emotions of being accepting or being um, part. Of, of a society you know if they speak against such uh uh, uh humorous, like that humorous and very uh, uh, um passive racism then it goes on uh, it, it goes on as yeah you can be part of our group as so to say i think that's how um yeah that's how how far it, it goes and you know the, the more we go Deep into it, and the more we, 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 um, we, we realize that uh, humor isn't uh, um, uh, an escape cut to people's action. The more, the earlier, uh, uh, things will start to make sense.
1: Yeah, um, I was just thinking as also as Kaysan said that um, the subtle racism or like the racism covered in humor is just like a different manifestation of the same roots. But um, as it is covered and as also in most of of our societies or like in most of our daily life, um, if you say something like obviously and actively like racist, like there's like most probably there's gonna be, be a problem for you, but when you cover it in some sort of jokes or like um, in this subtle way, I was just thinking if that might be probably even more dangerous because it internalizes in, in like, in our minds and our way of thinking quite easier because we, we don't notice. What, what's your opinion on that?
2: Yeah, I think it's, I think you're right about that. Um, the way I like to think about it um, as well, uh, which is like, I agree with everything you just said. And on top of that, the fact that I keep coming back to thinking that I experience this kind of, in, in humor for sure, but in an everyday sort of way as well, you experience these little, um, almost subconscious actions that people might do. Uh, and for me, it's like, if, if the humor and the media and the stories we tell uh, hide that as well is very dangerous. Like being followed in the store or someone looking at, at you um, to see if you stole something. Or like one time I was in Seattle and I, I have these little nephews um, around uh, six and eight. And we were in, in the store and uh, one of them, I think it was a six year old. He went and looked at like a, a display of candy. So he was just looking because he's seen candy and he's a child and he got excited. And um, the person the ca- the cashier just like left his post came all the way to where my nephew was standing and just kept staring at him, you know, very obviously in this crowded store. And this little boy just wanted, he was just looking at candy. Uh, and, you know, to, to me, it was like, does the, the, the cashier realize what he's just done is incredibly violent to this little child? Or does he think it's subtle? Or does he think it's hidden? Because there was nothing hidden about that action, right? But to, to the cashier, he might think that, I don't even know what he was thinking, you know, like what will make you think that uh, this little black kid is going to automatically steal candy. So there's all these little things that are buried and they make their way into the humorous stories that people tell. And it's always if uh, uh, if you've been on the receiving end of it, it's always violent. It's always harsh. There's nothing you don't feel. The minute you hear it, you're triggered. You never, you never hear it and go like, oh, that was kind of funny. Oh, that was kind of offensive. No, you're just like immediately triggered. So, so I definitely agree that it's more dangerous, a lot more dangerous because how do you expose it and get rid of it? Uh, Because then people can explain and excuse their actions in every kind of way. Like, oh, I was being funny. Oh, I was just being watchful. I was just doing my job. Like how many times do I hear people say, I'm just doing my job? Oh, I'm just looking into this. I just had the experience with an accountant recently. It's like, oh no, I'm just asking. It's like, no, you don't believe me (laughs) because you see my name. You don't believe me. You know, it's just that sort of thing. It's like an everyday thing. And then so that the real, I guess to summarize it is I definitely agree with you because if you add humor to that, if you normalize that, It's incredibly dangerous. It's more dangerous than the overt, like, whites only, blacks only thing. That's like the 1960s version. Nobody does that anymore. You know, it's evolved into something more dangerous. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, it is more of this, um, you know, Kesa just elaborated when he was with his nephew in a store. You know, it is more... um, subconsciously damaging the uh, uh, growth of, uh, of, of the younger generation, you know, because um, they, they, they tend or, or get to learn these ways, you know, and uh, um, it, it is not normal, but it is not normal, but society we, in which they grow up in makes it normal. So automatically they, they have to either uh, adapt to this given uh, um, ideologies of society or um, become an uh, an outlaw and an outsider, and you know, go against the, the the formalities of how it is perceived. You know, and once you once you get through to once you jump the line of being an outlaw, then it becomes a bit difficult in a multiracial society to have friends because then you would go against what is known as being. Um, humorous or being um, part of, 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 of um, I don't wanna say the new generation because it has always been there and it has always been um, part of society. But currently, like Kaysen said, uh, through a uh, media, it, it is becoming um, uh, uh, more passive and more um, uh, uh, um, culturally accepted, you know, that you, uh, encounter such, um, you encounter such uh, uh, um, experiences, you know, and for me, it's just, you know, yeah, the question is, uh, uh, how do we, how how do we uh, uh, then as a society, uh, um, uh, 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 protect the next generation against such, 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 uh, uh, such, uh, um yeah yeah well, such this such a disease you know because of course it, it is for us to, to 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 talk about it but it's not up to us to uh uh, uh to change how uh, uh this a uh, uh, community or this um this this enormous disease uh, uh, uh it is not up to us to cure this enormous disease you know it, it's up to to, to to a society that is making it more um more more acceptable you know the the question is what is the society that it's making it more uh, acceptable what are they willing and the length of how 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 far they are willing to go against such uh, uh, normalities yeah so
2: I agree with, uh, absolutely agree with you, Kabila. I def- really wanted to highlight what you said about um, it is not up to us. Not only is it not up to us, it's incredibly difficult when you do not have the the kind of structural power that is required to change big narratives. And racism is a big narrative. It's It's like none of us in our generation alone or younger or even in prior generations have been able to really wrap their heads around it and undo it because it's been going on for such a long time. It has such a crazy momentum, you know? Uh, It's like it's so tied into, like, capitalist society. It's so tied into structures of, uh, you know, nation states and all this stuff. It has a very dark and uh, long history. So it becomes a bit overwhelming, even when you talk about it in the sense of, like, movies or, comedy shows or TV shows uh, to really do effective, uh, to do like an effective transformational sort of exercise. Uh, because imagine even in the era of like diversity, equality and representation and media and, and all this stuff, it there's still, you still hear the stories and you go like, what, this is still happening because it's like where the money is, who's making the decisions that really matter they're not they are ultimately still a uniform mindset you know someone joked that you know like uh, the myth of white supremacy does not even need white people to multiply itself it's just like a, it's like this idea that can just automatically just keep going because it has again it has such a crazy uh, long history and momentum you know uh, so that's I think that's the, the real challenge of course individual behavior and action actions matter uh, because my hope, really, is that over time, that kind of collectively makes its way to where power is. But uh, it's very difficult to imagine that happening as fast as we need it to happen, you know?
3: Um. Thank you. I just want to go back um, mm-hmm. to the topic of uh, subtle races, Like we were talking about, about subconsciously and consciously. And is there, like, if you go deeper in the topic, is there a case when the person who is being racist, being subconsciously racist, doing the action of the subtle racist subconsciously, and is, is there a moment when, like, person doesn't even know that he or she is being racist, and how how to deal with it, and how to discover it, and what are these kind of forms? Because the other day, for example, I was reading the article about... Um, it was lots of thinking about COVID, when COVID started, and in states, for example, if people would order the Uber, they would not take the drivers who were coming from Asia because of COVID. And then, like, the demand of the drivers who are working, like Asian drivers, just dropped just because of this. And you might say that, like, they don't even realize it, that it is a racist, And it is exactly such a racist one thing is that you say it and you cover it with a humor but the second thing you your actions but you don't even realize it that it's it's part of it and nobody says anything about it as Kaysan said about the media um, nobody says about it and how as a single person can can deal with it and how can I Discover this in myself, or in my friends, or in my family. Um, uh,
0: I think um, you know it's it, it's a double it, it's a double shop sort in, in a sense that I I I believe that people subconsciously. I I don't want to get into that side and say subconsciously they don't know, because um, you know, ra- racism is what you read, racism is what you like the, the fundamentals are what you read, what you saw on TV, what you grew up, and the values that were instilled into you. So for 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 instance, the the, the representation representations of, of 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 Asians, I'm just answering to the topic of 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 the, um, the the article that you read the representation of uh, of, of asian on on on, on Asians on um, tv be it anywhere in movies in music videos in everywhere it's it, it's not a pleasing sight you know it, it's not a pleasing sight because there's this um undertoned subtle racism in every aspect of um every aspect of, 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 of their roles and when 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 um, when when an individual when when an individual act up to such uh, when or when an individual uh, shows the, the the side of racism it's not that he's or, he, or, or the, it's not that they are not consciously it's not that they are not consciously aware of it because they are aware of it because they read about it they saw it they're just Act into, acting to, uh, activating an emotion that they, 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 they read because um, if you read something, you know, if, if, if you read a lie, if you repeat a lie quite often, it automatically become a true you know, and, 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 and um, this, this is one of the um, a thing that we really need to be cautious about is that um, it is there. And they know of it, you know, so consciously they are aware of what they are doing, uh, um, but they are not. How do I say? How, how, how do I say? It? They are aware of what they are doing. I believe as an individual that they are aware of what they're doing because they've seen it through media and it's just um, them trying to find um Excuses to to such a disease.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I, I kind of wonder, like, uh, because this uh, anti Asian uh, racism, basically, which is also just like, is this wish we could always call it what it is? You know, it's just like classic racism. And uh, as Cabello has so rightfully pointed out, the kind of indoctrination that we all receive constantly bombarded with these messages and and images, it's, I wonder if like, in order to correct something like that, right? Like for example, if you're you're a driver, uh, there are laws, right? Like you can get a parking ticket or something for for doing, like, like we are incentivized in many ways not to act badly in society. But when it comes to racism, at least like, where is that action to incentivize people not to act? badly, you know, whereas like the, you get a bad, like there should be like something that penalizes you for not taking a service based on, on uh, racial grounds, you know. I, I guess the difficulty here is, is like people always will kind of try to excuse that and all of this, um, like, you know, companies are held responsible or they try to for not taking certain actions. The bottom line, I think, is that human beings, uh, unfortunately, sometimes need that um, that social component to discourage certain actions. Um, and, and, and it has to be, and I, I think it, if that is properly enacted, it kind of like helps correct some of these things, right? Um, but in this case, I mean, I don't know, I really don't know what the solution would be, but I think, I think it's, it's important that it is seen as the dangerous social ill that it is, you know, not just in our, in our words, but like in concrete actions as well.
1: Um, so maybe, uh, like, so we could maybe go back a tiny bit to, to the art and like, like art literature, comedy, music, uh, kind of like, um, sphere. So, um, as we were also already mentioning that sometimes it's really important, like how certain people, how things are represented. Um, I was just thinking about, um, there are some opinions about like especially art that like there's no no limits no borders and sometimes art or like any form of art uh has to be like uh provocative and all of that but still like there's um as we also were talking about um on our last discussion like there there is actually a like non-racist limit like there is certain things you can or should do and there's just certain things we should not, or we cannot do, or say, express in um, any form. So, um, how do we how we, how do we deal it when when we have it in in any form of art that is um, supposed to, to be free, but still within within some sort of frame? Um,
0: so, I, I would say that. You know, um, you know, I I believe in the idea of um, of of, of, of um, creativity and uh, creatives being free to um, uh, uh, to critically analyze uh, situations and and um, uh, um, how uh, depict themselves as as artists. You know, um, the the the, 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 the problem then becomes the uh, um, interpretation of the art, you know, um, how, how we uh, interpret this particular uh, uh, art, I think then that becomes the problem, you know, that um, if, for, for instance, um, you know, because, you know, I, okay, let me start it here, let me start here, artists provoke something, you know, so if an if an ad piece uh, uh, leads you towards to a uh, uh, racist agendas, then you should question also yourself about your motives and your 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 your, your foundation of, of how you perceive things in in in, in the ad industry. If you see a racist uh, um, uh, ad piece and you promote it, you need to question yourself if uh, uh, if you see a homophobic uh, um, uh, 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 painting you know and you promote it, then you also need to critically analyze yourself into how are you standing in a society you know so it, it, is, it, it is more of of interpretation it, you know because I think art reflects who you are you know so i I, I think as an individual or as a community of of, of art. People who love art and interpret art interpret art. It is up to us to uh, um, critically, crit, crit, like to critically write narratives of, of 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 the interpretations of of an art piece. So yeah,
2: I think this is a um, this is a very very tough one. And 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 I think uh, Cabello has said it. Uh, quite perfectly, because I I don't think that censorship is the way either. Uh, I do not think that artistic and creative freedom should be curtailed. Um, I do think that there is a line um, there is a line there, and often I think that artists that create certain pieces should not be granted like anonymity. Like if you create something that has the the potential of being interpreted in a racist and harmful way, you should not be anonymous. Like you should be questioned and you should provide the rationale behind your work so that um, as a collective, it can be like, it can be judged by the community, whether it's in good faith or whether it's, it's you know, it's, it's intentions are harmful. Uh, of course, this is very hard to kind of like police because also it's, it also kind of leads back to censorship in a way, right? So, um, I think hopefully like institutions and, cause it always comes down to, because the, 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 the component of power is important here. If institutions and um, patrons and, and um, just like corporations and funders can do their job better at picking out which types of artwork to put their influence and power behind, then that kind of set the tone. Because if we're being honest, there's always someone setting the agenda anyway, right, for like, what is displayed, at least the art that's really, really popular, that kind of like sways uh, public opinion. It's always It always comes through some kind of power structure. So I think that the, the onus is on these institutions and structures to, to really do their homework and make sure that the messages that they are broadcasted are, have like an integrity for the kind of world that we want for ourselves and for the future. Um, and if if and if and it doesn't, to kind of filter it out, you know? Because I mean, there'll always be stuff that exists on the fringes and like this, all kinds of horrible things that probably exist in the underground, but it's best that they stay that way if they are truly despicable, you know? Um, but it's definitely a tricky one.
0: Yeah, and I would also like to add that um, representation is key. You know, um, if, um, there's um, in institution. There's a panel of um, there's, there's in a panel. There in this panel, there's a lack of uh, of um, representation that it becomes a problem. You know, so if it is a multicultural panel that could, you know, um, from different perspective, different cultural values critically uh, 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 critique what goes out. In institutions, you know, uh, then it becomes a bit easier to have this uh, a line of what goes out being bothered, you know, like have to have this border of what could or what can go, what can go out. So I think what is what is mostly more important also is to also question the uh, systemic uh, uh, racism in terms of representation in institutions. You know, it also becomes a problem that uh, you 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 f- will find in, in many museums a lot of um misinterpretations or or African art African art being uh, uh, falsely curated by a panel of European curators. And you know it it, it becomes it, it becomes also this uh, a lot of question that there was no representation and the understanding of the Cultural and artistic values of uh, of uh, uh, these pieces. So, I think also the question or the question to your answer would be representation
3: in institutions. Uh, yes, uh, I see. Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, you could ask the question anytime. And I see that Anne raised the hand. And maybe you, if you want to, you could just go with your question right now. Thanks. Hello. Hello. I'm wondering
1: what comes first representation or that people actually care and speak out against racism in the institution? What do you think?
0: That's a good question. (laughs) What comes with, uh, first representation or, um, people speaking out against racism. I think, I think I would say to be fair, you know, uh, in a systemic racism, I think representation or in institutions. You know, because with representation in institutions, then you or people then have um, a base of, of of how they could curate their um, their their art, so to say. But it also becomes a problem because, uh, you know, when you talk about institutions, you talk about Different kind of institution. Also, it could be the police system. You know, um, when we talk about uh, such institution, it becomes a problem. Also, that uh, recently um, in South Africa, the students were protesting against high tertiary fees, and one of um, the, the the citizens or was shot by a police officer, and he passed on. And um, you know, this South Africa has a history of of of, of a racist uh, institution when it comes to the police department, and the system has not been changed, or was not changed in 1994 when South Africa gained its um, its independence. The system was not uh, changed, so the system was the system is still there. That um, even though the representation within the system is high, but we still have police officers racially profiling black south Africans so it, it becomes it, it, it's a tough one to say which one uh, uh, which one would um, which one should come first because at the same time um, you know people have been uh, voicing against racism you know we have a lot of uh, uh, um, great uh, uh, authors, actors, and art creators who've been writing about racism since the nineteen, since the, um, nineteen, yeah, or the eighteen hundred, I could say. They've been writing about anti-slavery, anti-racism. They've been writing about it. So there has been people speaking up against it. And lack of uh, lack of uh, representation. Now, they still lack a uh, uh, representation in a lot of institutions. But however, when uh, um, when representation when 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 you get into when 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 you have a represent a group of people representing a, a group of people, and they get into a rotten institution then there's nothing that they could uh, 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 do against it. So they would just automatically adapt to the system. I hope I answered your question.
1: (laughs) I think you said both is important and one can uh, can allow the other to evolve. So if there's representation first, then maybe people will have the discourse or if people start the discourse, maybe
3: representation will follow.
2: I would also like to add that uh, if we, if we, if we are to be effective, also beyond discourse, and we actually think about restructuring and perspective, then I think that representation will be important because hopefully, um, what that is doing is that this, the narrative itself, the story itself, is not coming from the perspective of the historically racist institutions, which. Um, unfortunately, most of the institutions with power are because of their founding roots uh, and the errors that they come from. So if you really are to truly restructure that, uh, you're going to have to have a change of perspective. So then you're going to have to have individuals included with real power, not just like a kind of like a tokenism sort of thing, but with real power to like decide what should be prioritized. And I think that would that's, that goes beyond discourse. That's actually restructuring. I think that's uh, that's really worthwhile.
3: Thank you. Very good point. Thank you. And I just uh, now want to go back to the set uh, of races and to, since we race and since we started conversation about art uh, and uh, Cabello and K both of you are very familiar with art and what you have been doing uh, for a long time. Um, how is it shown in your personal examples? How is it demonstrated to talk about the subtle racism um, in, in your case, in music industry and Cabello um, working with different artists or during the researches? If you could remember examples.
2: Sure. Uh, uh... You know, the, the music industry is very notorious for, <laughs> for uh, the way it, it's treated uh, Black artists and, and non-white artists over the years, right? I mean, even the genre labels sometimes are very, very, very racist in themselves, uh, not so subtly. Uh, as specific examples, um, I think what I've struggled with earlier on in my career was I was kind of treated as this anomaly just because I played guitar in my music at the time, just because I said that my music had folk roots, uh, which it did. I mean, I loved, at the time, I mean, I, I came from a hip hop background. Uh, I loved writing, I loved poetry, and I I stumbled on um, Dylan and Leonard Cohen's work, and it really resonated with how I wanted to mix that into the roots of my uh, influences. And every time, like, you know, I, I would have these encounters with people that kind of like, that that subtle conception of you should be doing something else because you look a certain way or you should, and it's like black artists can do whatever they want, just like any other artist, you know? Uh, you don't, you're not going to tell like David Bowie that he shouldn't sing soul music or anything like that, but you would tell a black artist. And these messages came very subtly too. Like people don't tell you right in your faces where they place you or uh, what, what, how they exclude you from certain things and, and how they want to talk about your work and how they want to position your work and all of this stuff. And it's very, it's very subtle, but very damaging over time because then you start to feel like you're being, almost like you're being blacklisted. And it's like, if you do this, then it'll be immediately accepted. But if you do this, oh, it's too difficult. Oh, I can't understand this. Like, <laughs> you know? So that's the that one example that has really, really stuck with me in music. Um, uh, it's it's it always like it's always amusing to me. I mean, of course, now I'm very happy that because uh, I, I, I've been doing this a while and I've seen quite a shift, a lot more, a lot more black artists have challenged that a lot more artists of color have really challenged that conception, have really opened the, the the way I mean, we, they, there were artists before who are doing that anyway, you know, it's, but it's just to see that with new generations and and with new understanding, it's coming like more avenues to kind of uh, be free and express yourself and not think about your race first, just because you want to make music, you know. it's Like, um, so yeah, that's that's the one from from the music industry.
0: Um, yeah, uh, with me more, um, the m- more of challenges that I uh, came across, um, that were very um racist like very subtle where the challenges of um you know being extremely young and you know already associating yourself with um, with research um, and you you know specifically in specifically in the african uh, um art scene which is so dominated by um European Uh, uh, um, institutions and many of these institutions were funded under the umbrella of racism and you know so uh when you put yourself as 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 a researcher from south africa and you know and challenging challenging the narratives of, of of research and 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 whatsoever because um I'm not i'm not i'm not saying that i'm a good research because i think it's also partly it has a lot partly to do with um with 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 the challenges that i i i came across that i don't put out so much more of my work out there so i end up with this piles and piles and piles of work and trying to um navigate and narrate the 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 the, the, the whole um artistry scenes and it becomes a bit of, of, of a challenge because um, you get a lot of uh, international students sent from Europe to Africa, in different parts of Africa, to do researches. And there's completely nothing wrong with that. But representation is also key. It is this this more challenging that when you give uh, uh, um, when when you give when um, when you give out uh, talks and whatsoever and when you have to defend your research and stuff and you find people not uh, um, you would find a lot of people in the podium not questioning you to your research but questioning you to your ability of learning and your ability of speaking English and you are like um, but that's not the reason why I'm here that's not the point. You know so yeah i've i've, I've had a lot of, of a lot of um this challenging aspect where you will give a presentation and you will have a q a and five minutes they will ask about your research and then the next 30 minutes you will talk or they will ask about how are you doing it or how, how am i doing it how am i speaking english how could i defend myself in English and i have to uh, tell them that okay it's, it's, English is one of the primary uh, uh, official languages in South Africa, although we have other 11 official languages. So it's just this, this complexity of always needing to justify yourself in institutions, you know, not, and not to justify yourself through your work, but justify yourself through your abilities as an individual. And I, I find that a bit um, troubling and, 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 and quite frankly, racist.
1: Um, Yeah, as you just mentioned, Cabello, you also said that you started at quite a young age um, with your researches and like with your presentations, with your work. Um, And I think also earlier was mentioned that even those like like the most subtle ways of um, racist statements or like, um, yeah, yeah, statements. Um, trigger yourself, is, is there sometimes some some confusion like when people approach you as like, oh yeah, you at your age, I did not expect it to be like, is there some time confusion within you? Like, okay, what kind of, like what part of my my individuality, w- what part, part of my person um, c- like surprises uh, the other person talking to me at the moment? Or is like, is it always like super clear that, um, there are probably racist intentions or is it sometimes just maybe curiosity uh, from from the other person?
3: Um,
0: you know it, it, it is not um, curiosity it is definitely not curiosity but it's um, it, it is because of um, what I represent as an individual and b- what I mean by that is um, what, Color of of, of 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 um what's the color of my my skin you know and where I am from and um, the educational system of where I am from is it um, if if I say I'm a researcher does it mean that I'm equal as a researcher in in who studied in anywhere in the world except Africa am I um equal with, 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 with um, their level of, of education, you know, and that's systemic racism, you know, because um, it is more, how, how do I say it? It is underlined between the location or the geographic location of where I'm from and uh, who I represent more than um, my critical thinking. To, to to topics and to ideas. So it is more interest. It, you know what when 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 you do um a presentation and you say, oh Kavilo from South Africa and everyone is interested, not because of your presentation, but because of where you come from. You know, and when you start to when you start to um present your work, when you start to present your work, it. It could be extremely good work, but somewhere along somewhere along the line of questioning, it will come to a point where there is the undertoned subtle racism in the questioning, you know, in the academia, in the institutions, and so on and so forth. So I think it's more representation of what I represent.
1: Yeah, like I, I I'm really, really like it. Really reminds me of like this really famous TED Talk by Chimamanda Adichie, where she actually talks about this, like the danger of a single story and how, especially for uh, people from African countries, like their individuality are taken away and they just represent like like a whole continent, even like not like like it's put onto them. And I could really imagine like they would always be like like in your case. For a person from South Africa, that is pretty good. While they can't really see your your real work, like it's always about like, what kind of representation they put onto you, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've lived my half of my uh, life as, as, as a South African. And currently when I moved to Europe, then I started to adapt to a new identity of being an African. So um, it, 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 it for me it, it's the most beautiful thing however um it, it becomes a bit challenging that my individuality has been taken away from me you know and it, it's it's not also fair for me to say um to re- to to represent someone in ghana to represent someone in nigeria to represent someone in mozambique it's not fair for me to represent them because they ha- also have their own individualism of, 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 of anything, of how they could critically uh, uh, think towards things. They are individuals. We are individuals. I should represent myself. I should represent Cabelo, I shouldn't represent um, a continent. I should represent myself and uh, um, the work that I'm doing. So it, it becomes a bit of a problem that, you know this uh, um, this uh, purity, this purity of individualism, is been stolen from
3: from 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 um, from a person. You know and yeah um, yeah. You've been uh, just talking about um, the curiosity um, and uh, subtle racism and then uh, for example, I come up with. Uh, one discussion which I had that it sometimes uh, it could be the question where are you from could be uh, covered somehow um, and it could be for some person um, uh, undercovered races and uh, I, I was wondering like where is this career between being generally curious asking the question such as where are you from um, or just being a racist, for example, whenever you see, you, you hear a person speaking not perfect German, but trying his or hers best. And all the questions you got to ask first comes in your mind is where are you from? So like, is there any boundary between those two and where is it exactly? And how, how do we define this? Like, how do we see? What
2: is what? I think uh, um, with context is very important with that um, scenario. Uh, when the question comes from a position of superiority or default, um, so let's say I speak terrible Dutch because I'm not Dutch, uh, and the question is being posed as if my inability to speak that language makes me less than human, that I don't have my own language, I don't have my own mastery over my own cultural identity, uh, that I must be judged against some notion of superiority, then that is the line, right? Genuine cultural exchange has always happened. It will always happen. We are human. I mean, there was no such thing as a pure culture. Like I am a Khan. Ashanti from Ghana. Um, there are so many different Akan uh, ethnicities, so many different languages, so many cultural shifts, so much mixing. Uh, even within that very small ethnic group, there is no pure identity. Uh, and that's the nature of humanity. And that's the beauty of it. What, what racism and all forms of stereotyping does is it strips away all our beautiful layers and compares it against something that is considered a default. But what is that thing? And why is that the default? Why should it be, you know? Um, So I think uh, if a person is curious because they love culture and they're not feeling superior, that is the the bar, right? That is the measure. Um, Because if, if you're generally curious, then it won't come out come off as you trying to bring someone down or tell them they're not, they don't belong to Germany or Canada or whatever, or America. You're not trying to tell them that English is the best language in the world, you know? If it's, if it's coming from a genuine place of like, cause, you, cause you'll be interested in their language as well and their perspective and how they see the world. And it's more of like an exchange as opposed to this, like we let you in sort of vibe, you know? And I think that it's it's, it's sometimes, uh, I mean, it's it's not hard to miss when someone is coming from one way or the other. You know, it's it's not hard to miss. Uh, what's difficult is when it slips out because of conditioning. Um, that's when it's always difficult because the person might not even realize that they're doing it. Um, uh, that's the part that's difficult, but. In terms of where that comes from it it's 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 always a like kind of obvious you know and it happens a lot and i mean it happens everywhere where people consider a certain language or a certain cultural form to be the best one you know i don't know if that answers your question i was a bit I'm rambling a bit but i hope that makes some kind of sense
0: yeah i i i totally agree with, with Kay, that um it always comes back uh to the context of the question uh also I was um talking to um one guy that I know here and um uh he's Afro-German and he, he said that he always get this question being posed to him. He speaks perfect German and he always gets this um question posed to him, where are you from? And he's like, um I'm from I'm from Berlin and it always goes back to no but where is your family from and he's like from berlin they are from berlin We've all lived in berlin for generations to come and that 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 takes away uh you know it has this undertone of 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 um i might be wrong but it has this an uh, undertone of 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 racism that just because you have a certain tone skin color, you cannot be fully uh, uh, from a certain country, you know, and it 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 becomes um, a bit of, of 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 a problem that uh, you know just because uh, he has a darker tone skin color than he's individuality and his history becomes uh, 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 irrelevant to a society because of of the skin cut represent um, a certain uh, geographical location.
3: yeah I, I was just uh, wondering like not necessarily uh, as case you said not necessarily bringing someone down with that question like it, it might not be the reason just asking the question just to bring someone down or say something bad about person but is it just this case that when when it's like racist it's subconscious and you just don't even realize it that you're asking it and like maybe later on you realize and that person realized that okay that question was coming like very in a bad place or it should have been us on the in the first uh place and maybe the key is not that it was supposed to bring someone down but it is just coming from the place for example that there is no such a thing black like german or i don't know that the person who looks like this could not speak this perfect german and so on yeah maybe i wanted to um uh, yeah, underline that, and hear from you as well. And uh, talking about that, you both Cabello and KR immigration, and you're living in an, in another country. And we talked about about subtle races, um, in the workplace, in your cases, in arts, in music industry. But like, uh, if you could share the examples of subtle races in the real life, which you've been, uh. uh meeting kind of this kind of people do during your stay in Germany, Cabello, and for you in Canada. Okay? Uh, I, I think for me it's more, um,
0: it, it is more of, of, of um, the, um, I mean it's, it's almost everywhere, but to be it becomes um, pure visibly it's uh, in public buses. You know, it becomes so 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 visible that um, because you know when I, I use public uh, um, buses quite often, and you would see three or four people just passing by, um, you know, without being asked for a ticket, and uh, you come uh, behind them and you get asked for a ticket, you know, and 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 you wondering what's 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 different. What's different? Someone would say they're just doing their job. Of course, if they're doing their job, why not ask everyone? When you're uh, traveling and like when you're traveling around and the uh, um, the cops stop you and ask for your uh, uh, pass ID, you know that also that is also traveling, especially if you use um, uh, uh, long distance passes, you know. And um, yeah. A bus will stop in the middle of nowhere in a filling station, and three or four undercover cops will come into a bus and pass everyone and ask uh, people who do not fit the image of Germany. They will start to ask them for their passport and whatsoever, visa and blah blah blah, and whatsoever. And you know, this are the day today small um incident. If if um I mean. I might say small, but they're actually not small, they're big, they're damaging, you know, they're damaging you, they're consciously damaging your view of how you view the world, how you view things, and so on and so forth. Uh,
2: for, for the first part of your question, I, I wanted to say that uh, it's important that people uh, question their assumptions first, all of us really, uh, but most importantly in this conversation of race, if you are from... If you're a white person, then you question your assumptions about other people when you pose questions, right? And you will get it wrong. I mean, it's that's inevitable. It's just the human experience, but it's it's to be seen as an opportunity for growth, I think, generally, as opposed to an expectation of perfection. And I think that in itself goes a long way in making a society that's actually compassionate, which is the goal, right? It's not to replace one group with the other, but we want a compassionate society that truly functions for all, then we're going to have to accept our mistakes and uh, be redeemed, try uh, try to work towards like redemption. So uh, it's important to ask each of us to like, kind of ask ourselves why we view certain things uh, in certain ways just because we've accepted that we've been taught them, you know. Uh, and as far as the immigration question goes, uh, Canada likes to pride itself in being a nation of immigrants. Um, because of its founding history, because of obviously the violent colonial history. Um, there is a part of this that is that leads to a certain kind of public posture that is different from Germany. Like I have experienced some of what Cabello talked about on the bus um, and something like that would never happen here. It's just impossible to imagine someone being considered not Canadian because of their appearance. It's not part of our national uh, narrative, but there are other forms, right? There are other forms of exclusion. There are other forms of discrimination that are definitely more along the lines of the subtle subtle, um, racism conversation. And there's also pockets of societies, communities with uh, big uh, anti-immigrant sentiments. Uh, the thing that I noticed the most is in here and in the U.S. is like the language around immigration, right? It's kind of like the language around terrorism or gangs or whatever. It's like when they say immigrant, they actually mean a specific kind of person. And then when it's, you know, when a person is like, you know, moved to Canada from like Germany or France, they're not an immigrant. All of a sudden that that, that does not apply. And I'm like, how? Why? Why is that different? because I'm from Ghana, I'm an immigrant, because they're from France, they're like an expat. Like, you know, it's just a language, the use of language because it's like immigrant is meant to mean uh, something that is like less desired, less of a contributing factor, less of a positive inclusion. Um, or like if you if, even if you're in Ghana, for example, and there's like an expat community, it's not like uh they don't say like oh this is a French immigrant to Ghana. It's just like oh they're expats. Like why are we using different languages? Like they're immigration they immigrated to Ghana as well. Like you know, um, and uh, I also think Kabilo's uh, perspective was really interesting because South Africa has a racial composition that um, obviously Ghana does not have. So my context was very very different like coming here and experiencing this othering process before I'm very curious about the South African experience because there's also the the apartheid history and, and um I know I'm not supposed to be asking questions of, of another guest but I'm very curious how that if, how that um like the, the the contrast between that and then being in Germany you know like it's like it's like almost like already haven't had that experience of. Being discriminated, discriminated against historically in such a blatant way, and then being the perceived immigrant in German society—like, is that even comparable, or is it like, just always feels the same?
0: Um, okay, so I'll jump. I'll jump into your question. So, um, you know, there, there are there are a lot of um, factors that are so quite familiar. Uh, uh, with the South African experiences when it comes to racism here in Germany. Uh, But, uh, you know, I I think it was Trevor Noah, if not, I think Louis, so one of the South African comedians, he said that um, South Africa has like a high grade top class racism because it's there, you see, they tell you we don't want blacks here. <laughs> you know, it's not even an open uh, uh, um, a discussion. You know, that was the anti, that was the apartheid, um, the apartheid rules. You know, uh, and it becomes it, it becomes this uh, conversation of 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 um, you know what you are dealing with. Uh, you know, you can't go to the beach. Why? Because they don't want black people into the okay, beach. Yes. You know, and. After 94, it started to change that um, South Africa then started to have uh, a, what we called a rainbow nation, you know, where you find um, multicultural, uh, multiracial student in, in one school which was completely foreign. Um, so then, it trans—it it changed to that that we could all go into the same school, have the same educational system. But however, the 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 demographics was there. That 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 the, the stain was there. That you had white communities and you had black communities, and it stayed like that, you know. And of course, there were. Um, uh, a black people who who or Africans who who worked through the social uh, leather and started to buy houses in 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 the previous only white communities and they started to move there, and uh, I lived in this heart of this um, white dominated community, and uh, even though you know. I was part of this community. I was actually never part of this community because I would walk down the street and I would get stopped by police and being racially profiled. And they would ask for my address. They would uh, do, um, they would search to see if I have weapons or if I'm there to steal. And it's still happening even today, but South Africa, it says that it is a, a, a multi-racial country, but it is scattered, you know, we, we have, if not five, we have six world living in South Africa. Like you have extremely rich and the poor, and, and you know, and the scale just goes down until and, and to the to the homeless. And when I moved to 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 Germany, then I started to 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 feel how do I say um this emotions of this this emotion of subtle racism. It was not so. It was not into my face but it was more subtle and more with emotion with 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 uh, not emotion with actions with 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 words you know and yeah so it it, it is a it, it is it is a completely uh, a different if i would and this is completely weird but if i would say and I mean, there's no higher racist or a lower racist uh, 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 thing, so to say. But South Africa is extremely racist. Even today, we also have um a, a city now that was officially or that is posing to become an official independent state. And it is a white only city and it's called Oranion. So only white people could buy land and live in that city. And our government, which is a government that gave us independence, agreed to that. That this city will be segregated, and it will be only the the benefit of this uh, of this uh, uh, community will be Afrikaners, you know. And yeah, so there's there's, there's a lot of mis uh, challenges. I hope I
2: answered your question, Kay. <laughs> that's 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 really really enlightening. Thank you so much. Because uh, I, I it's almost very. Of course, I remember the the we re, we remember the historic election, and and it was just global the feeling of Mandela winning and all the stuff, the hope, you know, just all throughout the continent. Uh, and to 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 hear about the current situation is is quite disheartening because like. The, the structural nature of racism is very, like we were saying earlier, it's very difficult to kind of like contend with, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like it just it doesn't even need people to operate, it's just like, it's just so, it's, it, yeah. So thanks, thanks so much. Yeah,
0: it's, um, it is one of those uh, those um, legacies that we spoke of that, you know, it's there. you know, um, I think South Africa is actually one of, um, because there was one, uh, a dean, who, who, uh, he he was a dean from uh, VET University, and now I think he's with um, Oxford, and he was in a um, conference in in, in, in London, and he used the N-word, you know, he used the N-word. And when one, uh, a student from Somalia, I think if I'm not mistaken, challenged his theory about uh, the usage of this, and he said yeah but in South Africa we say it it's it's a lie we don't say it but it's actually also true that a lot of black people in South Africa faces racial discrimination and a lot of slave words from Africaners you know in 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 theory in in theory he's wrong you cannot use it but in practical it is happening in South Africa you know and um yeah so it's south africa is a different world. <laughs> it's, it's a different world from what we see from the from from, from the outside once you are if one, once you are in within you start to see the disconnections of of racial tension and 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 in in, in the country i mean we are only 25 years into independence i think and i I don't know. I I don't think. I don't think um, a country that held over fifty years of uh, discrimination and an apartheid system could wake up in a single day and gain independence. And they don't challenge the uh, uh, the racial status of the country and the economical. Uh, um, uh, the economical contribution and uh, economical opportunities of a country. And in the next day after the election, say, now we are a free country. Everyone is equal. No. It is not equal because 90 um, percent, if not more, of the South African economy does not belong to uh, 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 the Black South Africans. You know, so there is no economical opportunity into in, into into this um, um, a, a rainbow nation that Nelson Mandela visualized to the world He's, you know that he he told to the world to to uh, to the world so it is more it is hidden it, it is very well hidden and I think the mo- also the most contribution aspect of, uh, of uh, 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 discrimination in South Africa plays it, it is funded well by uh, tourism you know and uh, i i it's it does not mean i don't encourage people to visit south africa visit south africa tour south africa it's a beautiful country but um tour, you know uh, people have been uh, misplaced and you know like put into cramped uh a uh, uh, social play, uh, cramped uh, been cramped into Uh, what we call squatter camps, informal settlements. they are all been cramped there so they could create a tourism, a a beautiful tourist view of the country. So when people visit South Africa, they go through the beautiful landscapes, the beach, you know, and it's a beautiful view, but this, uh, 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 what I call the underbelly of South Africa, it's, 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 it's depressing. It's the uh, a legacy of racism.
1: Um, I would like to pick up again, like the demographics or maybe the perspectives on on racism you just brought up about South Africa, because um, when I was there two years ago, I was really surprised that people are actually put into racial categories, such as like white, black, colored people. And that's when I really uh experience that there there's different opinions and different perspectives on what actually could be considered racist um yeah with there's like different perspectives on what could be considered racist and what not. i was wondering um maybe even if we go back to to humor to jokes to comedy where's like the line between maybe generalization or stereotypes and and racism because like one I'm, I'm sure it's connected to the context uh, because I don't know, you could be joking about Germans don't using any spices and having bland food. And like in the same context, you could be joking about, um, I don't know, let's say South Africans only eating chicken or something like that. So where do we connect actually like racist, subtle racist statements with like, is it is it only about like, uh, physical appearances, or is it about like disadvantages in social life? So, 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 where's the line between um, generalization and actual racist statements? As there's different perspectives on on racism.
0: Okay, um, so um, to 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 answer your your, your first uh, question about cut like uh, racially cat, uh, categorized. The racial, the racial categories of South Africa is that um, so yes it's weird it's it's weird to the world it's also weird to a lot of South Africans um, that we have um, white black and colored and that was one of the um, the, the first uh, um, challenges that I had when I was in high school that I, I stopped because um, we have like on almost every official page you have to tick if you are white black or colored you know and 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 i i um i, I started i stopped to, to 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 tick on this on the on this uh, boxes so i don't know if, in south africa i i don't i don't know what's 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 my race <laughs> but uh okay so the colored you know the the True term of uh, of uh, the card is the Khoi Sen, You know the Khoi and the Sen, and which are the um, uh, 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 the first um, inhabitants of this uh, of, of, of of South Africa. They are the first. Um, they are the true owners of the land, so to say, and uh, everyone. Came uh, and everyone from Bantu uh, regions came from Bantu regions. They then they went down to southern Southern Africa and they already found uh, the KwaZulu living there. But that's um, that, that's uh, um, a different history uh, his historical topic. You know, uh, I just think that the, the 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 country needs to fix the this um, category and just scrap. Uh, uh, um, this ridiculous way of racially identifying yourself for job application, because that's how, how that's how, in my opinion, that's how the wealth, or, or that's how the white uh, supremacy it's been preserved in South Africa, because they directly know our racial. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's. That depresses me. I'm not gonna go into that. <laughs> then I'll go into, into into your 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 second questions about about um the line. When do you draw the line in when it comes
3: to humor? And I would say that um how how
0: do I put this um it is it it you know there's always this undertone. That you will feel, you know. There's this dehumanizing moment that comes with 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 racism, and you cannot miss it. You cannot miss it for the world. There's this. Um, I can't explain it, but it's there. It, it, it it's there. You 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 feel it. You you feel it on in in the tone. You think the atmosphere and. You know, and many uh, uh, um, this humorous uh, 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 quote or, or jokes, they are from racist uh, 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 background, you know, so I, I don't know if Kay wants to add or say something <laughs>
3: to that.
2: Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, I think to add to that also, it's like we have to think about, I really believe that we have to think about the historical costs of certain jokes, right? Uh, I assume that most Germans now, enlightened anyway, who consider themselves enlightened, will not make casual Jewish stereotype jokes. But that's the same for every group, the same level of social costs. Uh, black stereotype jokes, Asian stereotype jokes have blood on them. You know, they were formed to kill people and destroy people. So I think that the the social cost is the same. So anytime a homophobic jokes, uh, transphobic jokes, I think they all have the same social cost because people are dying um, for these jokes, you know? So I think uh, I forget, like, the last time I quoted, I think it was George Carlin, but I'm not sure who the comedian is, was like, if if, if the joke is punching down, then it's, like, it's not funny, right? Like, uh, you, it shouldn't be at, at the expense of an other than a press group. And I would go as far as saying it shouldn't be at the expense of human beings, right? Like, if you have to do that, you're not really funny. Uh, to me, being humorous is an intellectual exercise, an emotional exercise is art. If you can't do it well, then just don't don't take jabs at people, you know? And that's kind of where I personally draw the line. It's like, cause there's some really, really funny people out there who are intelligent and do not do it at the expense of anyone, you know, at the expense of women, at, you know, just anyone. Um, so yeah, that's basically how I would kind of uh, gauge it.
3: Thank you. Um, maybe this would be time for uh, Shirin to ask your question. Um, I wanted to ask, in your opinion, what's the most important thing for a person who is
1: not directly affected from discrimination to do
2: to be a good ally and to support other people? Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is listening, like deep listening, you know, like listening, listening to understand and to locate your humanity in another person's humanity. Um, it's kind of like the very basic golden rule that we, we get taught uh, across religions and ethics is, is uh, to do unto others as we would have others do unto us, is to listen, to feel that. Like if I was this person, how would I feel about this? If I was this person, how would I feel? So you listen first. And then I think if that listening is deep enough, the action will follow. I definitely am not the person that encourages action first because you have to really listen because you can make some mistakes by trying to act in, and speak for uh, different groups when you haven't listened deeply enough and understood. So I, I'll start there.
0: Um, yeah, um, I totally agree with with, with um, Kaysan. I think the first is um, the listening and and understanding the emotional package, uh, package that uh, comes with 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 racism because um, you know as 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 much as we um, we 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 talk about uh, racism openly and freely it is it it, it is a damaging it, it is a it, it is a damaging um, it is damaging so much aspect of our lives, you know, in in in, in a in in a sense that um, it consumes so much to your body, your emotions, your your mind, and and your creativity. In a sense that if you if if you come across uh, a two uh, a racist incident in a single day, that is enough to destroy your complete day emotionally you know so i think it's it it is more about uh listening understanding and um being vocal you know being 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 vocal and um uh um you know allowing also allowing um uh, uh um people to 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 have um a platform to um represent themselves um without being without thinking about the consequences of 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 how they would be they would be uh um uh answered you know because you know when when for instance when you read something online and you want to comment that okay but this was racist to a particular, or this was discriminating a particular group, then you also have to think about the consequences of, 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 of people who don't see racism. You know, like, no, this, is, this was just funny. Why should everything be about race it, it, or discrimination? I mean, that's the fundamental point of it, you know? So I think uh, what Kay said that listening and, understanding the emotional uh, uh, baggage that comes with, with with racism and yeah allowing uh, or giving
3: platforms for for for, for such uh, uh um yeah thank you so much thank you shavin um i think that is a perfect question and perfect answer to sum up and uh finish the asking questions from our side. Um, But that would be opportunity for everyone um, who has been keeping the questions for this time and still have something wants to talk about or ask about that will be time. You could just raise a hand and yes. Then we have Anne, yes, please.
0: How does a person learn to not be racist? Um, there's, there's a beautiful quote by one of the most prominent South African writers, Miriam um, Dari, uh, where she said, the paradox of education is precisely this, that as one begins to become conscious, one, be- one begins to examine the society in which they are being educated on, you know. So it 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 goes back to to to, to the element of of, of um edu- ed education. Uh, um, you know, when when we speak about education, we also speak about uh, decolonizing education and decolonizing um, uh, anthropological uh, 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 thinking that were uh, uh, written about as about people, you know so you, you I think I think it's I think it's in in, in the uh, it is up to the education it's a huge thing, but I think it's it's up to the educational system to uh, change how 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 history has been taught for once uh, and also to challenge, the critical uh representation of groups of peoples in 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 the media you know because um the media becomes the media is one of the most beautiful yet ugly platforms you know it it, it, it has beautiful intentions but it is also very damaging and very. And when I'm, I'm going to be specific. When I'm, when I was speak about media, I'm speaking about uh, uh, many newspapers and, and and news channels. You know, just just so I I, I make that a uh, clear that there is a lot of um. um misreporting and uh, misinterpretations uh, uh, interpretations and missed misrepresentations that is happening a lot in 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 the in the media and as one thing also it's just listening to just listening to people you know just listening to people talking about their experiences um however i had, I always say this i have this beautiful Beautiful uh, uh, experience that I that I had once. I was traveling from. It was 2014. I was traveling from um, Lutonia to Germany, and the bus was stopped in um, between. It had just passed Berlin and was traveling to Bayreuth, and it was stopped in one of the gas station. I forgot. I forgot the, the the name of the city that was the bus stopped, and. So the police officers came into, in, in, into, into the bus and I was sitting next to, to an, um, to an Asian guy next to me. And the police passed everyone and came straight to us and started to ask for our passport. And the, there were two, uh, young ladies who were sitting behind us and they, uh, um, disrupted the, the, the system, so to say. For me, which was one of the most courageous move. You know, they disrupt, disrupted the, the the system and said and asked why are we being the only one who asked for 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 for, for our, uh, our identification and the police officer said there's a problem a huge uh, problem of um drug influence between uh Byroid and czech republic and berlin they made up a lot of um uh, of uh, stories and one of the the, the girls asked uh, but what 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 gives what what makes us the 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 visible representation of 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 drug uh, uh, traffickers? You know what gives away that um, we are drug tra- traffickers or so we could be drug tra- traffickers? And it was it it was a whole lot of um, conversation. And the girl said, "No, it, we, you don't have to give your passport. Hold on to your passport. If anything, they need to start." From the uh the uh the front of the bus right to the back of the bus and uh check for everyone's um identity cards. It it was a bit of a chaos. A good of a, a good of a fifteen to twenty minutes chaos, and the police officers just um went out of the bus without checking our um uh uh passport passports. And you know for me, that is how. You know that is how you people also you know also do uh, uh, uh um or actions that people could do against uh, racism because that's was that was clearly a racial racial profiling and they went against um this system so yeah I hope I answered your question or if I didn't go
2: out of topic <laughs> that uh, that example is always like a, it's such a perfect. Uh, I feel like it's such a perfect, uh, answer, uh, along with the quote, because I think courage is what breaks that automatic functioning, um, that, that's, that tends to happen with, with, um, just structural racism in general and just the way, uh, the way the power functions and, and others, um, and dehumanizes. So I think courage is really, really important, um if that is to be challenged.
3: Thank you. Uh, And then we have Milos. You could go and ask the question.
4: Yeah, thanks for allowing me to ask my question. Um, It was really um, amazing listening to the old questions, participants and moderators. You did a really good job. So that's the first thing. Um, Well, my question is going to be a little bit longer, but I think everyone will catch up. Um, I wanna focus on one particular aspect that we talked about. It's um, the media and um, uh, especially if we speak about popular culture in general. So like comics and uh, TV shows and movies. So in my humble opinion, um, I think uh, globally when we speak, I think we made quite, um, it was quite a challenge. I mean, I think we made some progress but I think there is um, more to be made. So, especially in terms of popular culture, all right? So, for example, in the 60s and 70s, I've, uh, I mean, I've read studies about the comic called Tintin and Tintin's Adventure in Congo or something like that, being really um, uh, detrimental to the perception of um, uh, black people in the world, especially in Belgium and in the U.S. So, uh, the countries that had huge pop- populations of uh, black black people. And I think being like now in 20, I don't know, 15, 16, we get so much representation in terms of Black Panther and my black friends being really proud of their heritage being portrayed in that way and stuff like that. But I think there is still this subtle, like we spoke about this, but um, this subtle racism in these movies or like not this particular, but like, for example, I'm a huge fan of Disney movies. I was since I was a, a kid. So if we look, for example, Aladdin, it's like, uh, point blank ba- like racist so if you if you look at the introductory song when w- where they say um we will uh chop off your ear if we don't like your face it's barbaric but hey it's home or like um the way that they portrayed these characters like for example aladdin and jasmine being quite um european like in their face and the other characters being middle eastern like stuff like that. Also Pocahontas, like we have this syndrome of white savior, like John Adams coming to save them and stuff like that. Even in TV shows, like I have this history channel that speaks a lot about ancient civilizations and that actually aliens build them. So for me, it's like mind blowing because it's so unbelievable that people from other cultures build this, that you think the aliens did it. So why is it so hard to accept people in Egypt or in Aksum in Axum um, region or like Tigray region in northern e- e- Ethiopia built these like huge, huge things. So my my question is more about like how can we change the narrative in people's heads and not really lo- rely on the institutions because in my opinion I think institutions keep on failing us. If you know what I mean, like whether it's like um, uh, TV institutions or like um, like media or like government, never mind they always. Kinda uh, fail us. So my 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 question is how we change the narrative in people's heads. Thank you for listening to my long question.
0: Okay, uh, that that uh, that was a beautiful uh, uh, question. Uh, Back with um, what we spoke about the misrepresentation, and I love the idea that you you the example that you gave that um, you know if something that is um, out of this world that is unique and yet has affection then it should be uh, uh, um, and it's not located in Europe or in you know it's not like in Europe then it should be built by aliens because anyone from the region of, of Europe are not um, how do I say skilled mentally physically and to 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 be um, intelligent and uh, and and um, you know create civilization for themselves you know um, it it it's always this um this this perspection of, of waiting for um, um a white um, savior, you know, and um its it is it it is really it is really troubling to 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 be going through that. Like you said, that the media and the government governmental institution will fail us. And I think what what yours uh, I, to your question. I, What we could do as as, as, um as as people is to um accept uh uh uh, accept it sounds it sounds cheesy, but it it has to be done, you know, like to accept each other and 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 work towards our cultural differences to um to, to 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 understand each other. Like we need to we 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 need to, you know, um, not not not, because uh, um, I always see this um, uh, this uh, a bridge of 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 um, people having uh, um, friends from different uh, 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 backgrounds so that they could get some um, an access card you know i would say to get an access card so when someone calls out to their um to their uh, 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 uh a a to, to, to their discrimination they would be like oh no but i actually have a black friend oh no but my first but my 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 a uh, 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 best friend is trans oh no but i have my you know like you you, you get this line that um they are, i feel i i feel that a lot of people are not into uh, a, a friendship for the sake of uh, for, for understanding and being friends you know they are in it so that they have uh, um, how do I say a free pass to some 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 aspects so I think that the, the thing that we could do is to um educate each other about our differences and um learn from each other and if if your friends say no or if someone that you know that say no that is discriminating against uh uh, myself or other people don't uh we shouldn't we shouldn't um justify it you know we we shouldn't justify it justify it, we should see it as a discrimination because um, if, 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 if an Asian guy says, this is discriminating against my culture, he knows his culture and the yeah. depth of his culture. So he cannot just make up a discriminatory story. It's his culture, it's his belief. He knows what he's talking about. So I think it goes back to um, appreciating each other, understanding each other and educating each other. And yeah. I hope that's a the
2: question. That's a very good, uh, I, I totally agree with, with Cabello's points. Um, and that's a wonderful question as well. I mean, I think about the institutional failure a lot because it's almost like um, now they're in this like overdrive with like equity and diversity, just like this cosmetic thing, right? And it's what they really do fear and are affected by is uh, the economics of things. If it's no longer economically viable to, um produce certain movies and narratives to reproduce certain documentaries, even then it, it becomes a question of, they, they're forced to listen, but it, like what Cabello says is important because before we get to that point where people are like, okay, this movie is, this movie depicts uh, Africans in such a manner that it is it, it's distasteful it means the movie is bad. The reviews are bad until so that becomes real and immediate. Um, they're not going to kind of like change, and we cannot wait for them to change. So, we decide what we want to watch, uh, what we want to support uh, as much as we can. I think that collectively, uh, there's a shift of, as people become more conscious and aware of um, what kinds of stories will make the world the way we want to see it, you know. Um, because, like, I totally agree. I mean, these things have gone on for too long, and it's it's still surprising. Like the, the Aladdin example is just so shocking. It's Like you can still do that now and get away with it. Like you know, and have people pay money to go and watch that. And it's like, like it's wild. It is wild. Uh, so there's such like, such a long way to go. But um, they don't. They do not have all the power. It seems like they do, but they do not have all the power. And, and I really believe that if. if collectively we make better choices about where we spend our money and what we decide to watch and support, it will eventually uh, make a difference Um, and not to wait on them for sure. So yeah, thanks. that's a wonderful question, thank you.
3: Thank you. Um, Does anyone have a question? Last call, I would say. And I don't see the hands, which means no. and yes uh on that note um if uh before we close our discussion Cabello, okay if you want to say something maybe at the end that will be perfect time
2: yeah uh, i like to always like uh drop in the reminder that uh, it is like important to to act in e- ethical ways and to cultivate a kind of a futuristic understanding of the world that kind of disrupts the current uh even the way you, we relate to ourselves if, if we can broaden our idea of what is human what is true and what how we want to feel how we want to see the world then we can act in those ways and courage is like also important and Courage is to to be creative, you know, do the things that we want to do. Like if there's a, write your own movies, you know, like tell your own stories uh, or challenge your own the story. Like pick a favorite movie, challenge it. Think about why you like this movie and why you might want to choose a better movie. Or you have a, an idea that you think is better than a, some racist or some stereotypical depiction. Or you think you have jokes that are clever. Just like push that. Cause I think uh, the creative arts is an, incredibly powerful weapon Uh, even if we don't think that we are artists or we're talented we each have something to contribute creatively and and i think the more we do that and the more we challenge our assumptions the better uh the world will leave that so yeah i'll I'll leave i'll leave that i'll leave on that note
0: yeah no most 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 definitely uh um what case for that we need to um um you know think of a more secured futuristic um, uh, uh, um, ways of how we are going to um, be fully integrated with our differences and yet our similarity similarities you know and uh, you know challenge i also challenged the, the 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 narratives of of, of um, the racial uh, deflection on 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 all form of medias and um yeah i think it also goes back to the uh, basics of 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 us as, as as a collective as beings to um question and um to at one point did um to at one point did the world tend racist or at one point or what was the given um what was the given uh, um a uh, 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 given ground of, of 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 discrimination because um discrimination the first given kind of discrimination was capitalism okay was capital it was capitalism so racism or discrimination was capital you know it was a, a backed. um it was backed as a currency, you know, and uh, this currency it's still working at this present moment. And, and I'm not gonna say let's let's let, let us overthrow capitalism, <laughs> but I will also, however, uh, read um, a quote from say Alan, um, Benz, where he said that it color, I'm going to quote him now, it color prejudice is nothing more than the unreasoning hatred of one race for another. The concept of the stronger and the richer people for those whom they consider inferior to themselves and the bitter resentment of those who are kept subjection in, and are so frequently insulted. As color is the most obvious outward manifestation of race, it has been the criterion by which men are judged. Irrespective of their social or educational attainments, the light-skinned race have come come despise all those of darker color. And the darker-skinned people will no longer accept without protest the inferior position to which they have been relegated. And close quote and i think that that is that is um, uh, um a very beautiful um quote that um no one will be allowed to accept anyone to tell their story and challenges and and, and their cultural values you know james baldwin also said it, that uh, not everything that is not everything that is faced can be changed but nothing can be changed until it is faced you know and i i think now, currently, we are facing um, and a lot of creative uh, uh, people from different part of the world are facing this topic of discrimination in a very creative way, and I, I think I find that very peop- uh, that very beautiful. That uh, so much creatives are, uh, are investing their time and creativeness to uh, to challenge a system that has been here for hundreds of years and yeah that's how i would end my quote that we need to my uh stop that we need to face it racism is there discrimination is there you know um uh people are being attacked because uh um because of how they identify themselves you know it's it, something is wrong and that's something needs to be changed you know I was um yeah I know we have to close (laughs) but you know what what is happening now in Ghana it's it's very heartbreaking to 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 see uh uh, um to to see that people cannot be fully uh, uh to be fully themselves you know to identify as
2: themselves, you know, it's, it's yeah. Okay, I think I will just. Yeah, no, the, thanks for bringing that up because it's a, it's a very uh, pressing topic. and I mean, we talked about the South African situation and the, the, the situation in Ghana towards the LGBTQI plus community is is absolutely terrible. Um, so yeah, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. And thank you all so much, such a good session.